home of the best pens coverage. WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. Questions the Steelers should consider before bringing back Le'Veon Bell. A, is he going to accept any workload he's given? Or is he going to put a ceiling on his touches? Because that's what this is all about. Don't forget. B, are the Steelers overrated? Are they not really legit contenders? Because if they're not, I don't see any point in bringing back Bell. You'd be paying $9 million get a third round draft pick the Steelers need to look at themselves and be realistic but I don't think they will because they never do I think they bring Bell back no matter what unless they trade him trading Bell is the best option they're not going to get a second round pick and a good player like it's been reported the Steelers want just take a third rounder it'll be a better third rounder and you'll get it a year sooner then the compensatory third rounder you'd get if Bell leaves via free agency. Just take a third rounder from some team, get rid of Bell, and start a clean slate. Here's the results of yesterday's poll. Uh, the question was, should the Steelers take Lev Bell back at the bye week? You can follow me on Twitter, at MarkMadnX. 49% said yes, unconditionally. 37% said no, unconditionally. 8% said yes if the Steelers are 3-2-1. 6% said yes if they're 2-3-1 or better. I'm surprised more of you didn't vote on the conditional options because, again, at 1-4-1, there's no point to bringing Bell back. They won't win 9 out of 10. Bell's good. He ain't that good. And who knows how good he'll be, how fat he'll be, how high he'll be, how ready he'll be, how invested he'll be after having missed six games in two consecutive training camps. The easy part of the Steelers' schedule is over. They're 1-2-1, and one, and they were predicted by many, including me, to be 4-0. Bell going to help. He's not a miracle worker. One thing is for certain, the Steelers' character will be tested. We will see how many character guys are on that team and how many rats jump off the ship. This is the Mark Madden Show, 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Dial 412-333-WXDX to go one-on-one with the great one. Or you can follow me on Twitter, at MarkMadenX. Today is a very Penguin-heavy show. we got former Penguin Mike Rupp at 315. we got star defenseman Chris Letang at 405. we got coach Mike Sullivan at about 430. And we got Dejan Kovacevic at 530. It's the best hockey talk in time. You can hear it only on 105.9 The X. Just like The X is the only place to hear the Penguins opener that's tomorrow night at home against the Washington Capitals. Uh, I wrote a really good column. Check it out at TribLive.com. It's about what we've talked about the last couple days. Uh, Jerks like Glev Bell and Earl Thomas 
acting like they stand for something besides personal greed. They do not. They do not, period. Check that out at TribLive.com. The Steelers host Atlanta Sunday. And by the way, all this football talk early is kind of a bluff because after this segment, it's going to be nonstop hockey, maybe for the rest of the day. Uh, But Sunday is Pittsburgh hosting Atlanta. It's Julio Jones against Antonio Brown. I wish they could cover each other. That would be interesting. Uh, Brown and Jones are tied for eighth in the league in catches. But Jones is number one in receiving yards, and Brown is 34th. Brown has actually been targeted more than Jones, 53-46. to Uh, Ben and A.B. can't get on the same page, and really, that is the most mystifying part of the Steelers' season to date. I mean, we knew the D wouldn't be good, but even in your worst fears, you never thought Ben and A.B., would stop hooking up. Uh, the defense just can't get a stop. The Steelers rallied from down 21 nothing against Kansas City to tie the game 21-21. But Kansas City scored on its next possession. The Steelers rallied from down 14-0 to tie Baltimore 14-14. But Baltimore got field goals on four out of their next five possessions. I heard somebody uh, on the B team say, well, the D did its job. It held the Ravens to field goals. Sorry, but when the other team scores on four of five possessions, even if it is field goals, the defense isn't doing its job. That is death by a thousand cuts. Uh, Tom Wilson had his suspension hearing today with the NHL. Uh, Not sure how that turned out. Uh, Surprised it's not been released yet. Maybe they're waiting till like midnight tonight because it's only a game and they don't want the media to savage them uh, from now until the end of the day. Uh, in the National League wildcard game, Chicago knocked out, uh, excuse me, Colorado knocked out Chicago. The Rockies eliminated the Cups. Joe Madden has been deleted. Delete! 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 And may get fired, according to some reports. Uh, Madden pinch ran for Rizzo. And to be fair, uh, the guy that pinch ran stole a base and scored the Cubs' only run. But then you go to extra innings without Rizzo. Uh, the Cubs used nine pitchers and the Rockies used six. So that game ended about 4 a.m. Uh, I was asleep for most of extra innings. I woke up just in time to see the Cubs last two outs, and uh, it was great to see, for a second straight night, the other team celebrate wildly in front of Joe Madden and all those self-important Cubs fans who think they invented baseball and invented suffering before the Cubs uh, actually won a World Series for the first time in over a century. Two nights in a row. Cubs lost the division at Wrigley. Cubs got eliminated in the wild card game at Wrigley. That was just absolutely magnificent. I love the wild card games. I watch the wild card games. I will watch anything, any sport that's single elimination. Uh, Oakland is at the Yankees tonight. The A's are starting a reliever. 
Hey, if your relievers are your best pitchers, just use your bullpen the whole game. It's only one game. That's smart, and that's how you get in the playoffs with MLB's lowest payroll. But but I think we should just reminisce about when Cueto dropped the ball. No need to move forward. No need to ever make the playoffs again. Let's just Cueto dropped the ball. Very uh, very very satisfying. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine is the number to call. Up next, the hockey stock starts in earnest with ex Penguin Mike Rupp. I'm Mark Madden, one zero five nine the X. This is Chris Letang of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 DX. Joining me now, you see him on the NHL Network and on AT&T Sportsnet. He is former Penguin Mike Rupp. Uh, Rupp, are the Penguins and Capitals played tomorrow night in the Pittsburgh home opener. Do you think it's going to come down to the Caps and Pens again this year? Because in retrospect, that second-round series seemed like the real Stanley Cup final last year. Yeah, I would anticipate it happening again. Um, and then we'll be talking about how bad the format is once again in the spring because we don't want to see these two teams playing each other in the second round. I mean, we, there's potential, obviously, for a first-round matchup or a second-round matchup. Um, they should be the Eastern Conference Finals, should have been for a number of years now. And uh, I would assume it's going to be a lot of the same this year. Now, the Capitals haven't changed at all. Didn't get much, didn't add much. What are the pros and cons of that for defending champ? Because it certainly helped the Penguins a lot in 2017. Yeah, I think it's it, it's great. Um, you know, they they have everybody basically coming back, and so you you win it with a group, you grow together as a group. Um, you don't have to integrate any new guys and, and try to mess up any uh, anything inside that locker room as far as how, how guys mesh and, and, and mold together. So those are all pauses. But on the same note. It doesn't hurt also to get some uh, healthy competition going, and I'm not sure they have too much of that. I mean, you know, barring the, this Tom Wilson news, probably going to be missing an extended period. There is some healthy competition to play in that top line. They're going with Brett Connolly um, to start the season up there with uh, Kuznetsov and, and Ovechkin, but uh, um, you know, Smith Pelly's there as well. Dmitry Yaskin, who they just picked up. Um, so there's some competition there, but you know, you, you need to. You don't want to get stagnant, and I think that good teams don't. Well, you can certainly improve from within as well, and I got a hunch Kuznetsov's going to be better this year, Rupper. Ovi is what he is, and that's great, but Kuznetsov might still be on the rise. I agree. I think what you're going to see here, and I don't think Ovi's going to be slowing down anytime soon, but we're going to start seeing the tide shift, and this is going to start being of getting Kuznetsov's team. Um, Nick Backstrom and Ovi have been the face of this franchise for a really long time, and they're going to still be a huge part about it, but this guy's an absolute superstar in the making. He's already pretty much at that level. I think it'll, I think that at the end of this year, we're going to have a, it's going to be a tough time keeping him out of the top probably seven players in the league. I think the guy has that ability um, to, to be considered a uh, uh, an elite, elite player. I mean, I, I you can put him in the same sentences. A lot of the greats that we're talking about. I mean, I take Evgeny Kuznetsov over John Tavares every day of the week, um, and I, he's only going to be getting better. Is the Penguins' defense core underrated? I think now that they've added Johnson and this Rikoli kid for depth, I think it's among the best in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, it's it's funny the way the perception of of some things are and. Across the league, it seems like everyone is wondering why the Penguins didn't do more. Um, I, first off, it's difficult for them to do 
too much because of the salary cap situation. But uh, going out there and and getting Johnson it, for me, it's huge because it's you need you need guys a guy that you can rely on to eat minutes. I don't know; it's still left to be seen how many minutes he can eat. But he's a he's a guy that's capable. If you need him, I think he's a guy that's capable of he can chew off twenty plus twenty plus minutes a night. But he also may be only required to do sixteen minutes a night. So and maybe that uh, makes him better. Yeah, and you need you need a guy that's capable of doing those things. I mean, I, I love let's just say Alexiak. I, I like a lot of the things he brings, but at the end of the day, if you're in a situation where you need Alexiak to you know bite off twenty one minutes, or I mean, are you feeling comfortable with that? I, I think he's taken some steps, and I think there's more steps for him to be to, to take in his career. But you've got a veteran guy who. He knows how to do those things, and, and I think it's great. I think it's going to add some uh, – got another guy who could do a little bit of everything, and uh, most importantly, he can take some of the pressure off the rest of the D. What's your take on Toronto, Rupper? Uh, because their defense is so subpar. They signed Tavares, but I'm not sure they needed him. That reminded me of just collecting hockey cards. It's funny because I'm sitting there wondering to myself why they're not trying to trade William, uh, William Nylander. Um, they right, who's the holdout currently? Yeah, so he's not even signed right now. You're going to have contract issues coming up with other players in the near future. You may have to part ways anyways. And if you want to be considered a contender right now, you need a defenseman. And William Nylander can have a nice pull for a, a defenseman to come back into town. So um, I don't know. They're a team that uh, I think in the Eastern Conference, my team's the top echelon group is Tampa-Pittsburgh-Wash. I think there's a, a decent little gap there. And now you've got the Bruins and you've got the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think they're going to be a good team. I think they're going to be a very good team. I think their numbers are going to be a little skewed because of the division they play in. They're going to have three of the worst teams in the NHL in their division, and they're going to get some extra points because of it. Uh, they're, they're going to be good, but to think that they're a contender right now, I, I don't see that. Now, you mentioned Tampa, and I love their roster. But what can they do to get over the top because – it feels like they're overdue, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, to get over the top, this it's just a. I, I expect Ryan McDonough to have the full impact that he that they're hoping he would have. You know, I almost compare it to the same thing as I'm expecting big things from Derek Broussard in Pittsburgh this year, and it was similar from Ryan McDonough. When you're a guy that is used to playing X amount of minutes and being the guy in certain situations, and you get put into another one, and you. You don't have much time before the playoffs to make it work. It doesn't always feel great. And I think that was a situation there. Uh, this team, for me, they've got guys, Braden Point, uh, they've got guys who we don't even talk about on a regular basis that are they're superstars in the making, and uh, he's one of them. I think JT Miller is a kid that's still growing. They, if they can just keep their young guys pushing the envelope from underneath, we know what Kucherov's going to do. We know what Stamkos is going to do. Um, you know, you get these other guys pushing from underneath. I think it, that's what they need to get over the hump. They got all the pieces. They're going to have a Norris Trophy finalist. They're going to have a Vesna finalist. Um, they could have an MVP finalist. I mean, they got all the pieces. Now it's just about uh, just getting that inner competition to get them over the hump. We're talking to former Penguin Mike Rupp here on the home of the Penguins, 105.9 The X. Rupp, who's the best team out west? And how much did San Jose trading for Eric Carlson affect the balance of power? Uh, that put them in the top of the pack. Um, I don't see anybody. I don't see anybody as, as, as talented as that group. Uh, and and 
to go with that. You talk about Eric Carlson, there's Devander Kane's going to be a full season there too. This is the first time now that Brent Burns doesn't have to carry the mail in every situation offensively for that team. You got Eric Carlson. And on the same note, Joe Pavelski doesn't have to be relied on as much as he has in the past. I mean, if it's not for Joe Pavelski or Joe Thornton or Logan Couture, that team's not going to win. And now you add a Eric Carlson on the back end. You add a Vander Kane up front. You've got the younger guys, the Donskoy, the Meyer, uh, the Hurdle. These guys have elevated last year. I, I just don't think that that team has any weaknesses. They've got one of the best goalie tandems in the National Hockey League. I, I think they really took a step after them. It's a it's a crapshoot. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of teams that, you know, uh, that they're pretty much for me to start the season, the cream of the crop. After that, there's some good teams. But, I mean, you're talking, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Arizona Coyotes finish ahead of Calgary, um, Anaheim. I mean, it's you don't even know what you're getting after after that team. Uh, I think Vegas is, is kind of the, the next one there. And then you, you obviously, at least in that division, and then um, – the Central is going to be the Central. It's going to be the best division again. Who's your cup final? Two teams only, Rupper. Two teams only. I got uh, I got Penguin Sharks. I think it's going to be a rematch. Rematch of... Uh, of 2016. Uh, 2016. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I don't know. That's, that's who I got in this one. Who's your scoring champion? Connor McDavid. I don't think he's going to... Barring injury... Um, I don't think anyone's going to be taking this away from him anytime soon. Now, could he get Edmonton into the playoffs, though? Because if he keeps no, winning scoring titles <laughs> and Edmonton doesn't make the playoffs, you know, his reputation will diminish in some small way, won't it? Yeah, I think it will. But um, he he's uh, they're not making the playoffs this year. Uh, <laughs> they, they've got a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do. But he's going to keep doing his thing. He's pretty impressive how he's. His game's not going to go with the tides of the team. Um, now they got to get the team playing a, a little, you know, a, a little more consistently in front of them. Who's your MVP? MVP, oof, MVP for me, uh, man. Yeah. I, I would say, um, I think, uh, I think Kuznetsov has a great chance. I do too. Um, I think. Uh, I think Evgeny Malkin has a great chance. Um, it, it's 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 tough to say because you're gonna you're always gonna argue those Evgeny Malkin's not gonna get the votes because of Sidney Crosby and vice versa, and then Kuznetsov's not gonna get the votes because of you know Obechkin. But I mean, those are the guys that I think uh, really make a make a mark. If the Dallas Stars something to pay attention to, if the Dallas Stars can get in the playoffs and get moving, I'm expecting a huge year by uh, Tyler Sagan. I think he could kind of be in the mix as well. How about top goalie? Andre Vasilevsky, uh, I think that uh, that division is going to help him out. I don't think he's going to play as many games as he's played in the past, but uh, uh, they're going to win a lot of games, and, and his numbers are going to be padded pretty good. Yeah, Vasilevsky's my pick, too. i got to tell you, if I had any faith in Anaheim at all, I think it's about time for John Gibson to win a Vesna, but I think his team might hold him back. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, when you look at it last year, we all talked about Marc-Andre Fleury, and he was fantastic. Anthony Ranta had better numbers than Arizona. Um, Anthony Ranta, if he was on a decent team last year, he should be in that Vesna talk. He didn't even get a Vesna vote. Um, <laughs> John Gibson's probably going to fall under that same category. Who's your top defenseman? 
top defenseman for me is uh, Victor Hedman. I think Victor Hedman's still the man. Um, you know, it's the numbers in, out there in San Jose with Burns and Carlson, their numbers are going to be down a little bit because there's one puck and there's one power play, but they're still going to be a, a real dynamic uh, duo there. But now that those two are on the same team, the door is wide open for Victor Hedman for the North. I agree. And one thing, getting back to Tampa, that makes me wonder uh, where they're going is, at 29, I'm not convinced Ryan McDonough can anchor a second pair on a Stanley Cup winner. I'm not ruling that out, but I think there's cause to wonder, don't you? Yeah, I think so. And there's a lot of miles on him. Um, but I, I think that's the beauty of it is maybe that's maybe a full season now of not being the man. Because if he's in New York still, he has to anchor the entire decor. Well, he's not really that anymore. So now he gets to go there. Maybe he's got to find his way to see how he fits in on a full season um, slate and, and just just watch Victor Hedman take care of things. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. So now Ryan McDonough can pick his spots a little more. He doesn't have to drive. Well, he's never really drives the entire offense, but he never, you know he can pick his spots. He can defend the way he can defend, and, uh, and it should be a good fit. Who's your surprise team, Rupper? Uh, not not to win the cup, but what team might make a big jump up the standings unexpectedly? I think Tox got the Coyotes um, gelling. And I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think you're going to see them. Like I said, I we talk about Calgary Flames. That should be a playoff team. The Anaheim Ducks, that should be a playoff team. But don't be surprised if this Arizona Coyotes team um, is flirting with that, that wild card out there in the West. Um, you're going to probably get five teams from the, uh, the Central. But uh, in that division, that Pacific division, I mean, outside of, I would say, uh, Vegas, San Jose, maybe I'd squeeze L.A. in there. The next team for me is the, the Arizona Coyotes. What about Florida and the East? Uh, not to be a world beater, but they're really good at center. I think Barkov's going to have a big year. they got Trocek. I could see them pushing for a playoff spot. Yeah, I think Bob Bugner is going to be in a, uh, going to be coach of the year this year. Um, that team is, is, is poised, ready to go, take that next step. Um, again, the division also helps. And uh, that team is is uh, Barkov's going to be kind of the same thing. Actually, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to throw him in the mix there. That's who I was thinking before when I was thinking about it. Is he's a guy that I think can win uh, win the Hart Trophy. I mean, we we saw last year with Taylor Hall and, and Nathan McKinnon getting their team into the playoffs, um, and, and the way that they were the driving force. I look for the same thing from Barkov. Rupper, great stuff as always. Welcome back for another year, and we'll talk next week. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. That is Mike Rupp. You can see him on the NHL Network and on AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, since we got Chris Letang at 4 o'clock, we got Fairies Wear Boots next. You never know what can happen on the Mark Madden Show. We're going to talk about the Penguins Defense Corps. That's just around the corner here on 105.9. X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. How you doing today, honey? Really good, sweetheart. Borderline violent. Very noisy. Absolutely beautiful. The X at 105.9. When you talk about the Penguins, you talk about their centers. Sid and Gino. You talk about Phil Kessel. You talk about the firepower. But maybe it's high time to talk about the Penguins' defense. The Pens forwards are so good, it's like we're not allowed to think highly of the defense. But the Penguins have a great defense core. Not good, but great. 
In fact, it might be the best defense core in the Eastern Conference. Who would you rather have? Hedman, McDonough, Strawman, and Girardi? Or Latang, Dumoulin, Mata, and Schultz? To me, it's not even close. Give me the Penguins. This is new age hockey. It's about puck movement. I'll take the Penguins defense score. Washington got decent defense. Toronto has no defense, but I think the Penguins have the most defense. Uh, Jack Johnson has yet to play a regular season game for Pittsburgh, and he's already a target for critics. But uh, Jack Johnson could play. He's gotten clear of a difficult financial situation that no doubt was a mental burden. He got a helpful change of scenery, and he got away from Tortorella. I'm telling you, Jack Johnson is going to be excellent in Pittsburgh. Latang and Dumoulin are among the top pairs, among top pairs. Latang is healthy and comfortable. There's just no weak link. Ricola is the wild card. He had a great camp. I don't trust his experience level. That jump from Europe to the NHL is extremely difficult. It's a different game. Smaller rink, less time, more physicality. I trust Ricola as a seven for right now. He could move up. But if Ricola gets in there and stakes a claim due to injury, somebody gets hurt, he jumps in, that gives the Pens a very pleasant dilemma to deal with. If the Penguins disappoint, it won't be because of the defense. In fact, the defense might well be the reason the Penguins win. I'm tired of singing. Barry's Wear Boots brought to you by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956. Running in the time slot it did because Chris Letang joins me at 4 p.m. Uh, by the way, Brian Dumoulin practiced today. He uh, told the media he's a game-time decision, but it kind of looks like he's in and Ricola is out for the opener tomorrow night. Sprong had been hurt, but he also practiced today. So it looks like Sprong will be out there on the fourth line along with uh, Shane and Collin. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's keep going with the hockey talk. Uh, the Caps raised the banner tonight on NBC Sports. They're at home against Boston. They will be without Tom Wilson. No word on how many games yet he gets suspended, but he will get suspended for that gratuitous headshot on uh, St. Louis's Oscar Sundquist uh, on Sunday. I don't know if Washington has the mentality to repeat as champions or even make a good run at repeating as champions. Their roster is excellent, if not necessarily deep, but uh, I think Ovi is happy to just win once get drunk, and do a victory lap. The Capitals certainly won't be pushovers. I like them better than Tampa in the Eastern Conference. Whatever it is Tampa never had, they still haven't got. I love the goalie Vasilevsky. I bet Kucherov backslides. Stamkos will break something. McDonough is 29, and I don't know if he can be a second-pair anchor on defense behind Hedman. Toronto has zero defense and average goaltending. They've got a ton of talent up front. 
with Tavares and Matthews and kids like Mitchell Marner. But uh, you heard Rupper and I talk about it. Nealander's a holdout. I hope he's not smoking dope with Lev Bell somewhere. There's going to be turmoil with Tavares and Matthews. They both want to be the guy. And there's going to be pressure to win. And there's no pressure like the pressure in Toronto. So I don't think the Leafs are going to handle it. Now that said, the top four teams in the Eastern Conference are obviously Pittsburgh, Washington, Tampa, and Toronto. Rupper called it a top four. Excuse me, a top three. I'm calling it a top four. He left out Toronto. But uh, I got the Pens, Caps, Whitening, and Leafs in the uh, conference semis, the division championship series. And I don't think any of the other teams have the capability to crack that top six. Top four, rather. Uh, New Jersey's going to backslide. The MVP will never produce like that again, Taylor Hall. Boston's going to backslide. How much, I'm not sure, but don't Chara and Rask at their ages have to hit a wall? Philadelphia is going to backslide, God willing. Florida might be on the up. It's a center's league, and Florida got Barkoff and Trocek in the middle. Vince Trocek, the local kid. Barkoff is going to have a breakout year. He just got to see. He's motivated, and he's a major talent. Out West, I agree with Rupper. I think San Jose is not a prohibitive favorite, but definitely a favorite. I keep thinking the Vegas Golden Knights are going to backslide, but they added Pacioretty and Statsny and kept most of their nucleus. But I still bet the adrenaline fades. Cinderella didn't go to a second ball. 412-333-9939. Uh, we're talking about the uh, MLB wildcard games before. And, and for whatever reason, we are reminiscing all week about Cueto dropping the ball five years ago, which led to nothing, nothing. And if that's your team number one highlight for 25 years, that's a pretty sad team. Quato dropped the ball. Quato dropped the ball. The Pirates won 82 games this year, and their Bozo fans are acting like the Bucks are hot soup. But the A's made the playoffs with a lower payroll in Milwaukee. Uh, the Brewers built a nucleus like the Pirates did, but instead of dismantling that nucleus in the name of profit like the Bucks, the Brewers went out and got Yelich and Kane and won the most games in the National League. Milwaukee ownership wants to win. The Hillbilly Prince doesn't give a dump. We got Latang at the top of the hour. Up next, I'm going to give you my predictions for the NHL awards for this coming season. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. This is Matt Murray of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and you're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on the home of the Pens, 105.9 The X. Here's the breaking news from the NHL Department of Player Safety. Tom Wilson of the Washington Capitals has been suspended 20 games for his headshot to Oscar Sundquist of St. Louis in a preseason game this past Sunday. 20 games. That's not as severe as it should be, but certainly more severe than I expected. You know what's going to be sad? When the Capitals try to defend it. Their players and Todd Reardon, the head coach now, uh, 20 games seems a little severe. Actually, a year in prison would not have seemed severe enough, but this is hockey and he's Canadian and we all get it, but 
Tom Wilson suspended for 20 games to start the new season. Whenever a new season for sport arrives, everybody does cliched sports talk like predicting who wins the championship and the award winners. With hockey upon us, hey, I'm no better. Either the Caps or the Penguins will win the Cup. That second-round series turned out to be the final last year, and the same will hold true this year. I'm certain one of those teams will be in the Cup Final. San Jose out west, Nashville out west. Maybe Vegas can make a run again. I don't know. But if you made me pick a Stanley Cup Final, I'm going the same way Mike Rupp did when he was on the show a bit ago and that is Pittsburgh and the Sharks in the final, a rematch from 2016. That said, with all them star defensemen in San Jose, Carlson, Burns, and Vlasic, that may turn out to be too many cooks. They may get in each other's way. I think the most overrated team is Toronto. The most underrated team is Florida. Maybe Florida beats Toronto in the first round of the playoffs. My MVP is either Crosby or Malkin. One of them winning the heart is about due. My scoring leader is McDavid. It's just his time to do that and to keep doing that, but it's not his time to win or even make the playoffs. My top goal scorer is Ovechkin. It's just silly to bet against Ovi for that. My top defenseman is Carlson. Carlson will win the Norris, not because he plays the best, but because people have a preconceived notion that he should win the Norris. And he'll play well enough to not disappoint them, and that's a strange way to give out an award, but that's the way that is going to trickle down. Uh, Chris Letang, by the way, will be a Norris finalist. Chris Letang joining me in about five minutes here on the show. My top goal is either Vasilevsky in Tampa or John Gibson in Anaheim, Johnny Whitehall. It feels like Gibson's time to break through, although that team ain't so good. My top rookies, Darlene and Buffalo, and nobody cares about any of the other awards. Uh, by the way, Buffalo could be improved. Not a playoff team, but improved. I picked Florida as the most underrated team but the Sabres are better. They got a couple good rookies in Darlene and Middlestadt. But Jack Eichel has to live up to his building, billing rather, and has done so very inconsistently so far. No quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. Don't forget you can play fantasy football against me, courtesy of Sheets. Sheets needs to send me decaf coffee every day, but they're such hot stuff. Uh, get the info by going to 1059thex.com. Last week I finished 146th out of over 3,500 entrants, so... I'm still doing real good. Now my team for this week, Matt Ryan, the quarterback, because he's playing against the Steelers. That rings all too true and logical, doesn't it? 
I got Carlos Hyde, Marshawn Lynch, running back. And, of course, my wide receivers are led by Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown. Juju's in some kind of ad campaign with a bunch of other athletes. And I give the kid credit. He's not kicking his coverage. The other people in this ad campaign are way more famous than him, although I'm having trouble remembering any of them. So perhaps the ad campaign won't work so good. But I, I tweeted out, retweeted his tweet of him in this ad campaign, and I I, I put, you know, on the retweet, I, I put, this is what it's all about. And people just crucified me for that. That's not criticizing them. This is what it's all about. It is what it's all about. Money, endorsements, fame. Hey, you're one, two, and one, so what? I've had a lot of other athletes in that picture None of whose names I can remember. I, I bet they've had or are having losing seasons. Let's go to Mark in Indiana. Mark, you're on with Double M. Mark, you're on the air. Okay, great first call for the day. We are cooking. You know, I, I don't know whether to feel bad for Connor McDavid or make fun of him. Because he's real good. He's going to win the scoring title every year for the foreseeable future. But he hasn't made that team better. Although, to be very fair, it took Mario Lemieux a few years to make the playoffs. He arrived here in 84-85, and their first playoff year was 88-89. It's tough when your team stinks. Mario's team stunk What he got there. And so did McDavid's, although not as bad as Mario's, and how many friggin' first-round picks have the Oilers had in the past five, six years? And the guy they traded was the guy who broke out. Taylor Hall in New Jersey, maybe because he's not in Edmonton anymore. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. When we come back, we're scheduled to talk to Penguins defenseman Chris Letang. Don't forget at 430... We talked to Penguins coach Mike Sullivan. And at 5.30, Dejan Kovacevic. A lot of Penguins talk today. I said to open the show. And I thought about this a lot and talked about it way too much. The most logical thing to do is trade Levy on Bell. The Steelers aren't good enough to pay $9 million to Levy on Bell, not make the playoffs, and only get a third-round compensatory pick in return. The Steelers would be better off uh, trading Bell now for a third-round pick. Forget about that pie-in-the-sky notion. You're getting a second and a good player. Trade him for a third-round pick and just be done with it. Those are ties that need to be cut, and the sooner the better, especially given the Steelers' precarious, not to mention disappointing, position in the standings. 105.9 The X.